Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. Uh, we're really trying to grow the podcast and it would really help us if you would leave us a review. So go on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast and leave us a review. It's going to help more people find out about us. So we appreciate it. Now let's get to the show. back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here coming to you from the Coyote Fitness Madison Flowood. I'm sorry, not Flowood. Coyote Fitness Madison Mobile Studios. And we're here with very special guest today, Mr. Keaton Page. Keaton Page, glad to have you, ma'am. Yeah, good to be here. So Keaton is the head coach at our Madison location. He's been a coach with Coyote a little over a year now. And uh, so want to have him on the uh, the podcast so you guys can get to know him and uh, put, a, put a name with a face if you have never met him before, if you've never been to Madison, or if you uh, take his class every day, get to know him a little bit better so you can kind of give him a hard time when you're in class with him. So, Keaton, tell us a little bit about uh, about your background. Tell us kind of where you grew up and uh, what you did before uh, before you got to Coyote. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Flowood, Mississippi. I uh, went to Northwest Rankin High School, um, played baseball there, uh, grew up playing baseball from a really young age, um, played a couple other sports as well. That's kind of what my weekend and week routine looked like pretty much every day was playing some form or fashion of a sport. Um, so I grew up athletically with a family that loved sports and, uh, that kind of deal working out wise, uh, didn't really start. My dad was kind of super against it early. So on. who's your dad, Keith? Uh, my dad is Jim Page, Coach Page. Uh, if you know him, he coaches the baseball team at Millsaps College. And in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. And he is he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Very yes. cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he always had a thing. It was kind of like don't lift weights until your body's been developed and that kind of deal. It was kind of like a myth growing up, I think, a little bit. So I kind of followed that up until probably 13, 14 years old. Um, and then started dabbling with like lifting and exercise a little bit once I started getting really serious about baseball. Um, so that's kind of where that led to. Have you told your dad that that's a myth now? Oh yeah. We've had <laughs> many, many talks about <laughs> that's, that. That's, yeah. That's he's, fun. he's bought in now. All right, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, when you started working out, uh, I'm guessing it was at school with the, the baseball team or something. Yeah. Yeah. We had trainers coming from uh, Mississippi sports medicine that would lead our workouts for baseball starting in the eighth grade. So what kind of, what were y'all doing in those sessions typically? Um, a lot of the main lifts, back squats, um, some a little bit of overhead pressing, bench press, um, then some med ball work as well for explosiveness. Uh, a lot of basic stuff, especially while, as we were younger, that kind of got a little bit more complex as we got older, but stayed pretty basic. What about nutrition? Did y'all talk about nutrition at all at the time? We did not. We no. did not discuss that. <laughs> pretty common there. So you went on and you played uh, baseball in high school. Did you play any other sports? Uh, no. I, I, tennis was a hobby. Uh, once high school started, it was 10th grade when I really started picking up tennis, but it was baseball was my actual sport and tennis was kind of just a side, side gig. And you still play tennis, right? I do. And pickleball. Yes, definitely <laughs> pickleball. So, uh, so you played uh, baseball in high school at Northwest Rankin and then you go on and play baseball at, at college with, uh, for your dad, right? Yes. What, uh, what were you doing as far as, uh, your training at that point? I'm sure everything was geared around getting better for baseball but what what specifically were you doing 
Yeah, uh, I actually started, that's kind of when I started liking to program was uh, towards my middle years of college, sophomore and junior year. Um, I had a really bad back injury. My sophomore year of college um, happened from what the doctor thought was a lot of incorrect form squatting um, and deadlifting. So I had a really bad setback there. And once I got back, I decided to kind of do my own programming a little bit. Um, So had to start off simple, couldn't back squat, couldn't front squat. So I ended up doing a lot of goblet squat stuff, but had to, uh, so kind of program for myself for the next two years of my college career. Um, and did a lot of the basic stuff, bench press, uh, a lot of pulling, um, and kind of dabbled a little bit with high intensity interval training, uh, which is kind of what got me started interested in this kind of stuff. So what, uh, were you doing research? Were you looking up stuff on the internet, YouTube? What were you kind of doing? Every night. Every, every night. night. I, was, I was Googling some form or fashion of um, something having to do with exercise every night, pretty much. Can you remember any of the main people or websites or videos that you that you learned a lot from, from that time period? Um, there was one kind of Instagram influencer, I guess you can call him. Uh, his name's Rozzy. I still follow him to this day. He has a lot more uh, nutrition-based information now, but when he first started, it was a lot of high intensity interval training, um, whether it was bodybuilding or kind of performance based. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a lot of really good stuff. He's what sparked my interest. And then from there, there's a million other people kind of started coming along. Yeah. With it. Yeah. Cool. So you, you, you have your, um, career at Millsaps, you play baseball and then, um, you went into coaching after that, right? Yes. Yes. I was the, I was a grad assistant baseball coach the first year for one year. You're a coach there. Yes. And so what were you doing, uh, during that time for working out? Yeah. That's when I really started getting into programming for myself. Um, I would be up at night in the hotel, wherever we were, uh, for the baseball team programming, what I was going to do at 6am before we went out to, to games at 8am. So that's where, I think the love for programming and the love for just fitness overall really started to kick in um, and started searching just kind of how to effectively program for a workout. Um, So that's kind of where it all started. And I would just do my own stuff over and over. So you were staying up late, writing a program, getting up early, doing a program, and then going and coaching a doubleheader, right? Yes. What what do you say? You're built different, right? That's (laughs) That's that's, it. That's it. Man, that's awesome. So you were grinding during that, during that time, time period. Um, and then, uh, that, when did that, when did that end? When did uh, that period end? When the season ended, um, I realized really quickly, uh, I was getting married soon and kind of was looking at the spot I was in and Millsaps did not have a paid position available at the time. And I really needed to make money. So that was kind of where it was more of not really having a choice of waiting. It was more of, I needed to find a way to get a job. And if I had to look elsewhere, then that's just kind of what it had to be. Mm-hmm. I knew I loved fitness Um, and it really, one thing led to another and this opportunity kind of presented itself. So, so when did you start at Cody started, uh, it was right before December. So it's around this time, uh, this time last year. So you spent a summer and fall looking for a job or what were you doing during that time period? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking, I was actually working in real estate. Um, the real estate market was really, really hot. I was working with my mom on that kind of more of her assistant than anything, but Mm -hmm. I did get a couple um, sells myself and that helped me buy a ring for my now wife, Sweet. um, helped me do a couple other things as well. So that was a, a big time. Um, really didn't love the, the process of selling houses, but yeah. knew I could make some money doing that. So I was doing that, uh, while still looking for another job that in, I enjoyed. In, in one of the best years ever to be doing it. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a good one. So then, uh, so you, uh, had a happenstance run in with our, our good friend Tyler one night and uh, the rest is history, right? That's right. So tell That's us a little right. bit about that. 
Yeah, me and Jordan were actually out to eat with two other friends who also know Tyler really well. We all played baseball. Me, Tyler, and John played baseball growing up from when we were nine all the way to 15 years old under my dad. My dad coached us. Um, and yeah, me and John and our two ladies were eating at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland and Tyler walked in with a Coyote Fitness shirt on. I hadn't seen him in probably two or three years. Um, and I was, again, I was kind of really into fitness at the time, loved programming. So I just straight up asked him when he come and he came and said, Hey, I said, man, what are you doing? Like, what is, what is Coyote Fitness? And he, you know, as, as we know, Tyler, he had this elaborate explanation of what Coyote Fitness is and we're helping people get in the best shape of their life in a supportive community. Um, and had this wholesale and I said, man, that, that sounds awesome. So I was like, and then two seconds later, I come to find out, uh, a guy who played for my dad is, uh, the owner of the, of the company. So I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta talk to him. So it all happened really, really quickly. So you came and joined the next, the next week, right? Yeah, it was the next week. I, I joined for three months, uh, learned, all there is to learn, and then from there was you learned sure. everything in three months. Ah, uh, not everything. <laughs> all, all you could possibly yeah. learn in three you learned, months. You learned. You learned. You tried to learn as much as you could in three That's months. Right. Right. That's right. 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 So, so tell us a little bit about that first three months. That's probably you know something that a lot of people can relate to when they first join Cody or first join any type of new new gym, new new training. What what was that like? What was your experience like? Yeah, um, man. When you first start, pure excitement is the first thing. You, you're so pumped up. You're so excited. Um, to get in the gym every day. This form of training is a lot different than what I had done and I think what a lot of people do. Um, I was at Club 4 while I was coaching baseball, kind of doing my own programming. To, to come into a CrossFit environment was something very different than what I had been used to. Um, so the high intensity, the supportive community, um, the workouts being written up on the board to where you didn't really know what you were going to do that next day till you walked in and kind of saw it. You, it just was really exciting to me, uh, very thrilling. Um, and the results I saw early on were uh, kind of um, exciting and astounding a little bit because I just not seen that results in the span that I'd been working out on my own. Um, as far as uh, getting in and kind of not being used to the some of the soreness and some of the tightness that I was feeling in my body personally, um, I had really tight shoulders playing baseball my whole life. I uh, came to find out later on that baseball might not be the greatest thing if you if you're not doing mobility every day for shoulder health. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I every time I'd kind of felt a tweak or something, I automatically thought injury because that's kind of growing up. That's just how we all thought about it. Um, and learning that sometimes doing soft tissue work, uh, doing a couple stretches here and there can really relieve that pain and, and get you healthy was a big thing for me. It was able to keep me to where I could work out four to five times a week rather than get hurt and maybe work out once or twice a week. Yeah. So you and I have very similar stories and backgrounds because I played for your dad and I went through the same journey and I fell in love with it because I started, I did one month at a CrossFit gym and I felt better shape than I'd ever been in in my life. And I went through many of the same issues you did when I first started of constantly feeling like I had some kind of nagging thing going on. And uh, when we were in college, we're taught, oh, you got something, go to the training room, you know, go to the training room, go to the training room, go, go see Murray. You know, that's what yep. they always say. Go see Murray, put some ice on it, get an ice bath, whatever. And I did it every year for five years and I never got any better. You know, it was just always constant. And so now you and I have both learned over the years that it's because of the constant repetitive movements of throwing that got our shoulders in such a bad position. And a couple of that was sitting at desk and driving and all that type of stuff. We just couldn't perform like normal movements very well without our body starting to break down. And so it took a long time for us to undo the work that we had done. That's right. Um, and then so that's where the soft tissue work comes in. And that's a allowed us to teach so many other people. And I've been able to work with you on that. But 
it's it's scary. Talk a little bit about how you felt when you first started and you were enjoying it, and then something started hurting and you start, thought you had hurt yourself. What was going through your head? Yeah, I remember the very first time something happened. Um, we were doing hand cleans, and I would bumped the weight up. I was kind of starting to get comfortable uh, with going a little bit heavier. I was getting comfortable. My movements were starting to get better. Um, so we were doing hand cleans. It was me, Caleb, and Tyler. We're all three in the gym working out together. And I hadn't done too many hand cleans. I'd done some cleans from the floor, but during the hand clean, um, as I was dropping the bar back to the hip to go up again, I, my shoulders were definitely rounded forward at that point, um, a lot more than they are now. And so when I tried to pull back up, I felt something pull in my left shoulder. And that was the shoulder I've had problems with for so long. Um, and instantly, I mean, it was, it was definitely scary. Uh, the first thing that went through my head was, oh man, I'm not going to get to keep working out like this. Something's hurt. Um, so I dropped the bar. I didn't end up stopping that workout, uh, talking to both Caleb and Tyler about it. Um, their first response was a lot. What I've learned is, Hey, you're probably just tight. It's probably a tight lat or a tight Terry's muscle in your arm. Uh, so we kind of talked through that a little bit, was still worried. Um, but they gave me a little bit of comfort as far as maybe this isn't a torn rotator cuff or a torn labrum or something that I would have thought of previously. Um, so definitely a lot of fear, but also some comfort knowing that maybe there was something else that I could do about it. So I went, I've told this story plenty of times on the podcast, but I went through such a similar experience of, but mine was my knee and I, I had knee pain for like six months to the point where I was like worried that I had torn something in my knee. Did I tear my ACL? Did I tear something? Am I going to have to have surgery? I'm not going to be able to train like this anymore. And then through happenstance, I was at my friend's gym who had a, a massage therapist who uh, worked, who had a room inside the gym. And he said, well, why don't you go see him and, and let him look at your knee? And he showed me a chart of the body and showed me where the muscle was tight and why it was causing knee pain. And he told me to, he worked on it some and it hurt really bad while he worked on it, you know, just doing massage and stuff. But he told me to work on it consistently for a few days and it get a lot better. And I did it like four or five times a day for three or four days. And then all of a sudden the knee pain was completely gone. And it, like I said, it had been something that had been bothering me for at least six months. And I was terrified that I was going to have to have surgery. And I didn't, um, I was, you know, didn't have a whole lot of money. I was like, right, I'm not gonna right. be able to afford this. And all that stuff was going through my head. And then all of a sudden it was completely gone in three or four days. And so that's why you and I, and a lot of our other coaches are so outspoken about trying to help people with pain and injury, because we know we've been through it and we know that it, it most of the time it can be one or two small soft tissue and mobility things that you need to do. And your pain is gone completely. That's right. Yeah. With my shoulder, it was almost the exact same story. I'd been dealing with that since sophomore year. I dove on it. Um, playing second base, dove on it, landed weird, took a couple games to, to relax. I couldn't play for a little while. Um, and since that, my shoulder hadn't felt 100% um, literally since I joined Coyote and had that same kind of injury so, or pull. So, uh, yeah, it took me years to, to figure out that it was my Terry's rolling on a lacrosse ball and doing a couple of stretches couldn't really – now it's 100% and, and rolling. So, so you've, you've been training here for about a year now. How did your body feel – compared to when you started as far as like tweaks and pain and that type of thing? Yeah, uh, completely different. Um, I've had multiple people tell me that I look taller because <laughs> my, my nice. shoulders are now rolled back instead of slouching forward. I had a really bad thing. My mom thinks it was from carrying a book bag that weighed like 200 pounds every single day <laughs> on my back. Um, so that, that shout out Millsaps or Northwest. Or <laughs> right, right, both, both. But yeah, it's, I was always slouched. I always had rounded shoulders growing up. Um, and until now, now my shoulders are finally, maybe not perfect yet, but finally starting to sit back, roll back and my posture is better. I feel better. And definitely my shoulders are healthier. So another area that you've really 
you know, really dialed in a lot is your nutrition. And, you know, you and I were laughing the other day about some pictures of you when you first started the gym and you don't even look like the same person. So uh, talk a little bit about that journey and your nutrition journey and your weight loss journey since you started too. Yeah, yeah. What's crazy about nutrition that I learned is um, you can know all the information. I knew before I started at Coyote, I knew what to eat. I knew what had protein, what had carbs, what had fats. I knew all the calories and all the things. Um, but until you get in a supportive environment and until you're around people who have either already accomplished what you're trying to accomplish or are at least trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, when you get in that community, it happens almost effortlessly. I, I'd worked for three, four years, really since college had started to lose weight. Um, I was a middle infielder. I was a very large middle infielder. Luckily, I could hit a ball a long way, but I couldn't run fast. I couldn't move laterally fast. So my dad had told me multiple times, we've got to lose weight. We've got to lose weight. So that was a goal growing up, even really in high school. So it had been years of me trying to do that um, and studying kind of through high school and college. Um, but once I had the knowledge, I thought I was good. I thought I had what it took. So when I was training on my own before Coyote, um, I tried different things. I tried intermittent fasting. I tried um, low carb diets. I tried all these things and they might work temporarily. And then I would just gain the weight right back when I went to eating how I wanted to. Um, and it wasn't until I really joined the Flowwood gym for three months and I wasn't even realizing that I was losing the weight because I was seeing myself in the mirror every day. Um, but I would see friends and I would see family who were like, dude, you don't even look like the same person. What are you doing? And all I said was I'm, I'm doing CrossFit at Coyote. That's, that's about it. I didn't even feel like I had made too many changes, but really I was just around people who were eating the way that I needed to be eating the whole time. And yeah. then once I got around those people, it just made it so much easier. So you think during that period you were eating better just without even realizing it? Right, right. Just by community. Yeah. And also knowing that if you eat bad, you're going to pay for it the next day. That's the workout, right. right. That's right. Yeah. The workout's not going to feel as smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 awesome. So now you're able to impart that knowledge and do nutrition coaching with, with other people and, and pass on that. So that's really cool. So you know, you joined Coyote, you were a member for how long before you came a coach? Three months, you said? I was three months, yeah. I was a member for three months. So what made you decide you wanted to be a coach? Um, it, it started with the programming. Uh, I loved programming. I loved dissecting what a good program looks like. Um, and I knew just from myself being in this gym every day how awesome and how much I loved the program here. Um, and that really made me want to learn more about our programming and then be able to convey why our programming is effective and why people love it so much to other members. And I also just being around our members in that community, uh, I feel like if I could spend time with them every day, life was going to be great. So that's, that's kind of what led to that. So you, you decided you want to be a coach and you went through a training process and uh, talk a little bit about how that, that training period was and all the stuff you were learning to be a coach and you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. From the outside view, um, it, you know, our job, what we do as coaches looks somewhat simple. Um, it looks like it's not a whole lot other than we're really encouraging to members and stuff. But once I went through, I went through a five week, um, training process with one of our coaches and the intensity, the focus on the smallest detail, um, with that really showed me that this job was going to be something, um, completely different and also very, very rewarding when I got into it. And then once I got into it, still being able to be critiqued and coached by our other coaches who have been doing this for five, 10 years, um, really helped me, I think, excel my skills and just continue to build off of what I already learned in that five weeks. Um, so yeah, I was always super appreciative of that. Um, and still learning even after a year later. What was, uh, 
give us a couple examples of things that really stood out to you that were kind of maybe eye-opening experiences when you were learning how to be a coach and like, wow, I didn't realize it was going to be this in depth or that's a lot more um, than I thought it was going to be, something along those lines. Anything stick out to you? Yeah, yeah. Um, the first time I ever gave a brief, we were coached on the brief. And of course, I'm nervous. I'm talking to people who I'd worked out with for three months, but I had not ever briefed a workout. And so whenever you're an athlete and you're listening to a brief, you're kind of half-heartedly, you're thinking of how you're going to break things up or you're thinking of maybe somewhat of what they're saying, what weight are you going to use, that kind of deal. But when you're um, fully focused on the brief and like explaining to one member who's been a member for eight years and already knows everything about this lift, and then the member right to their left has never done a CrossFit workout in their life. And so you're trying to communicate to two completely different people who have very different understandings of the workout. Um, to be detailed in that is super important so that they can both get a high quality workout in um, with whatever skill set they have. And then also using language that can relate to every member to re they can relate to the long-term member and the member who hasn't really ever done, you know, a snatch or who hasn't done a hang clean and jerk with a dumbbell. Like those kind of words um, can be very intimidating to a new member member. So learning how to convey that to both sides of the room uh, was, was really eye opening. And that's awesome. So, so what do you like about being a coach? Oh man, uh, <laughs> everything, everything. Uh, hanging with members, um, talking to so many different people. Again, all the different members that come into our gym, um, is, is really cool. Just being in the community alone, uh, before I was working a job where I didn't really have a community. It was, you know, me and maybe one person I was trying to sell a house to, um, every now and then, but a lot of, it was a lot of office work. Um, so that was, I missed the baseball side of coaching that I missed was getting to hang out with people that I just enjoy being around. Mm -hmm. And when I got to Coyote, just working out, I enjoyed being around them. So I knew that coaching, uh, I saw how Tyler, I saw how Hunter, I saw how Caleb enjoyed being around members as well. So that was always going to be a kind of a set thing that I knew I was going to enjoy my time being around members for sure. So you've obviously had a big impact on a lot of people and, you know, we, we saw before you got married that, you know, a lot of the members chipped in and, and got you a lot of a lot of really awesome gifts, which was which was really cool to see. Um, and to me, that just shows how much impact you're having on people. But is are there any specific stories uh, of members progress that you've worked with over the past year that really sticks out to you that really kind of fired you up? Yeah, yeah. Um, one that happened recently that was maybe the coolest thing I've heard somebody say we were she's a nutrition client. We were doing a, uh, a just a midweek scan. We had been doing it for, um, about a month and a half. And so we had, we, she had kind of seen, we were about to do her midway scan, kind of her scan that was midway through the three month period. And when she did it, um, not really me expecting, I expected her to see results cause I've gotten results for many of our clients, but she, I didn't know that she wasn't expecting to see results cause she hasn't seen results in years. So when she got the paperback, um, and saw that the body fat percentage was significantly lower and saw that the weight was significantly lower in a span of a month and a half. She, I mean, her face basically tried not to cry. She was so excited about, she, and she looked at me and said, I have been trying for 10 years and have not seen the scale go down once. Um, and so to hear that and to just know that we have the ability to make somebody feel that way and to help somebody who hasn't seen progress in 10 years, um, I kind of felt that because again, I was trying to see progress in myself for two years and not, not seen very much at all. So, um, and we've got confidence that we can help people 
but to see them have the confidence now that she can go do that with me or on her own if she ever needed to is is just a huge thing for us so that was that was cool man that's man that's so cool and I, I tell our coaches this all the time. To me, there's just not a more rewarding job out there than being able to help people because we can have an impact on people on such a level that you don't really get to in many other jobs. You know, you see people every day um, in a gym and they're showing up doing something really hard every single day. Um, and it allows us to see every single side of people and also have an impact on them that um, we wouldn't be able to have any other way because they're coming in and devoting themselves to try to do something that's going to get better every single day. And so for us, when we see the people show up day after day and do the work and you're doing nutrition coaching with somebody and you're talking about it and putting a plan in place and they're telling you on the front end their struggles and how much work they've tried, you know, how many different things they've tried in the past that haven't worked. And then you're able to put a plan and go through that together for them to make the progress that they've been trying to for years. Like how, how, how awesome is that? You know, it's, it's, it's so cool. It is. It's unbeatable, man. It really is. And so that's what, what that kind of stuff gets us fired up. And, you know, we've started sharing the, those wins with our coaches every single week because I've learned that it, uh, you know, this job is hard. You know, the hours are, are not normal. You're either a morning coach or your afternoon coach. You gotta, you gotta be able to coach whenever people aren't at work for the most part. And so, they're definitely hard and it, it's grueling sometimes and a lot, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into it, but, um, it's good to be reminded of why we do it in the first place is because we're having an impact and not just on them. You know, the longer I'm done, I'm doing this, the more I'm seeing the impact that our members are having on their spouses and on their kids and their kids are growing up in a uh, healthy and fitness em- environment to where they want, you know, it's just normal for them to go to the gym. It's normal for them to track their protein and it's normal for them to do extra mobility and stuff. And so when they go out on their own, they're, they're adding that into their life and, and they're literally creating generational health. And, um, so we're, it's, it's really cool to be this beacon of health and fitness in in such an unhealthy, especially state that we live in. So, um, you know, you're, you're a year in, you're, you're the head coach of Madison The you know, you and I were talking and we've, we've had our three biggest attendance weeks of the year the last three weeks in in the end of October early November which is mind-blowing because it's typically a slower time of year um so you know we're things are going really good in Madison what do you what are you looking forward to to 2024 I know you just got married you know congrats on that you, you uh you got your own family now um what are you looking forward to as far as 2024 as far as health and fitness goals do you have any specific goals you're thinking about what about for the business have you thought about that at all uh, yeah, um, for myself, it's really just to continue on the track I'm on. Um, been really enjoying what we've been doing in the gym. Um, really still trying to nutrition is almost an endless pursuit of perfection. It's like, you're never going to be perfect, but just trying to continue to be better than you were yesterday with an understanding of a couple of days are going to dip here and there from holidays or, or vacation or whatever it may be. Um, so just kind of continuing on my trend with that on an upward trend, nutritionally, fitness wise, um, and as far as the gym goes, having our members kind of understand that same thing. Uh, consistency is going to beat intensity 100 out of 100 times. And so having people understand the importance of just showing up every single day, whether, you know, three, four times a week, our number is four, because if you come up four times a week, you're working out more than you're not working out during the week. Um, so having them understand that and then just creating an environment where people want to show up every single day um, because they look so forward to coming into the gym, seeing their friends and getting a good workout in. 
man. And that's great. And you're definitely, definitely doing that. And one other thing, we're going to have you back on in, in the near future and talk a little bit about more baseball specific training. But, uh, I know that, you know, you and I have been working with the, the Millsats baseball team and you're going up there once a week and working with them and, and writing the program for them. And they got their, uh, their spring season coming up. And, uh, I know you're feeling really excited about the progress they've made so far. Yeah. Yeah. We're super pumped about that. Um, the way those guys get after it, this is a very new form of training. I never had this training growing up. And so that was one of the things I told you early on was kind of as a joke, but honestly, wholeheartedly is like, man, I wish I would have had this growing yeah. up playing baseball. Like I would have been a different player. I would have been healthier, all the things. And you looked at me and said, well, the good news is you, you can't go back and do it over, but you can pass this on to your brother and to other players who are, uh -huh. who are still fortunate enough to get to play. So yep. that was a huge thing for me. Um, and man, I look so forward to working with those guys and to watching them get after it. They're enjoying it and getting after it. So it's awesome. And it's the same thing for me. And I, I try to tell, especially, uh, kids who are playing sports and they want to play in college and get a D1 scholarship, I try to tell their parents and they, if their kid will come consistently and, and take this serious, the sky's the limit as far as what they can do because they're doing things that no, no other kids are doing and they're, so they're going to have such an advantage. And if they couple that with the nutrition, you know, they, they can literally turn into a different athlete in six to 12 months. And so we try to preach that to, to, to so many people, but we'll talk a little bit more in depth on, uh, on the baseball thing. Any, any, uh, any last words of advice for any Coyote members who are listening before we move on to the next seg segment? Anything top of mind that you think will uh, will help people finish out the year strong or start next year? Uh, yeah, again, just consistent. Just be consistent and enjoy the process. Um, the one thing that I tell a lot of clients, whether it's nutrition or personal training, is if you're doing the work, if you're here for you know three to four days a week and you're being consistent with your nutrition or with your workouts – the results are already on the way. Whatever results you want, they're already on the way to you. So just in kind of being patient and enjoying the ride is, is one of the biggest things. As soon as somebody gets impatient or wants to hurry up, that can cause that that can cause a process to not be a good time. That's when we start to see results kind of dwindle down a little bit. If you're enjoying the process and enjoying being in the gym, the results are already on the way and they're going to come to you quickly. So. That, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. All right. Well, that was a uh, great segment. We'll move on to the next part. Outside the box. All right. So Keaton, we're in the middle of football season. You and I talk about football a lot. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about NFL football because I know that's, that you're passionate about it. Tell me about your team. Tell me about what you're thinking about the season and, uh, you know, just tell me about football, man. Man, it, is, it <laughs> has been a year. Uh, I'm a Washington Commanders fan. For the few of you who don't know that, uh, most of you do. Big Washington Commanders fan. My dad grew up in Northern Virginia. So when he was a kid, they were really, really good. They were at that point the Washington Redskins. Um, very successful organization. Joe Theismann. And yeah, yeah. They have three Super Bowls, five appearances. Um, I know all the history, even though I wasn't born yet. Um, but since I've been born 26 years ago, we have not, uh, we hadn't done much. We've, we've been to the playoffs a few times. Um, so it's, I'm kind of used to the middle of the line seasons. Uh, it's kind of been an adaptive thing, but I'm, I'm one of the fans that's super optimistic no matter what. So like when we got Sam Howell starting this year, I was like, man, we're going to be good. We're going to, we're going to be a winning team. And our offense is kind of looking good, but the defense is not. So, and we just traded our two best players. Yeah. Not good. Well, it does look like y'all got a, a bright future, hopefully. And I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping. hoping they can change the name back, too, because that would be nice. That'd be cool, too. <laughs> so, uh, when, you're, when you're not watching NFL football, you're not playing pickleball, I know you just got married, just got back from your honeymoon. What else do you do on your, in your free time? Yeah, I'm uh, still super into sports. Uh, me and Jordan both 
have athletic backgrounds. We love to play tennis. Tennis is a big hobby of ours. Um, if we're not playing sports and not being active, we will every now and then watch TV, but we watch a lot of sports. Um, we haven't been into any shows recently. We've been we've watched a couple movies here and there, but uh, yeah, mainly just NFL football, college football. Uh, I love to watch pro tennis as well. So that's a that's a big and pro tennis is on like year round. They don't really stop playing. So I watch that pretty frequently as well. What, what, who are you watching in college football? Uh, so my cousin is a huge Oregon fan is really as weird as that is. We were playing a video game when I was probably seven or eight years old and he just decided he's two years older than me. So he was like nine. He decided he was going to be a whole heart, like Oregon football fan because their uniforms, I think is how it started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the dude has like, granted he has stuck with it. He is like the biggest Oregon fan of all time. He knows like the recruits they're going to have in two years. It's crazy. So I like kind of pull for them a little bit as, as far as LSU is kind of the team I pull for most because my wife is a huge LSU fan. I never had a super deep care for college football. Yeah. I was always more NFL, but I do pull for LSU. And plus the first year I dated her was uh, Joe Burrow's senior year of college. Yeah. Good so year. That was kind of an easy team to yeah, pull for yeah, there yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom and my aunt and my grandmother all went to LSU. So I always have pulled for LSU somewhat, but, um, uh, yeah, they uh they usually have a pretty good team. They yeah. got a, they got a good quarterback this year, but uh hadn't hadn't turned it on as much as they they have. So, yeah. what about tennis? So you're watching a lot of tennis. Uh, who's your guy in tennis? Uh, his name's Carlos Alcaraz. He's a Spaniard, um, 19 year old kid who I was watching him play when he was 17. He was playing against one of the top ranked players in the world and like taking it to him. So I had told my mom, I think this kid's going to be one of the best players of all time. And sure enough, he's lived up to that. He's number one in the world now, um, playing. So I. I kind of pulled for him because I called that he was going to be that. So he's he's unreal. He's uh, crazy athletic, crazy fit. His fitness is what uh, kind of stuck out to me. He's a little bit – you can tell most tennis players are very small. They're, they they got to be able to move for long periods of time really quickly. He's a little bit more heavy set, got a lot more muscle mass on him. So I, that also kind of stuck out to me. I wanted to see what he did in his training um, styles as well. So I've looked into that too, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's my favorite player for sure. That's awesome. And you want, did you watch the, the Netflix documentary documentary on the tennis players? I did. It, it was, was good. It was, was it good? awesome. I haven't watched it yet. I need to. All right. So I'm gonna ask you one more question and then we'll uh, wrap it up. But, uh, you, you cook a lot. You, you, you make, you come up with a lot of interesting recipes and ideas and stuff. Where, so number one, where are you getting these ideas from? And number two, what's, what's the favorite concoction you've made this year? Oh, that set the ladder is going to be tough. To answer. <laughs> uh, the first part I originally, again, the guy I mentioned earlier, Rozzy, he has these awesome recipes. If y'all don't know who this guy is, go on uh, Instagram and just type in R A Z and a couple eyes. Like you'll, his name will pop up. He's super popular. He comes up with like overnight oats recipes, like all these really, they're all healthy. They're all high protein, low calorie. Um, but they're like really fancy recipes that you wouldn't really think to make in your kitchen. Um, and he makes those. So that's what sparked it event, uh, originally. And then I kind of broke off on my own and started doing things like um, last night we had elk meat from one of our members, uh, Robert Watson. Shout out to him for giving me some elk meat that he had in the fridge. But uh, we had crunch wraps, like kind of like cheeseburger crunch wraps with that. Um, so I always try to make low calorie, high protein options, but I try to make it fun so that nutrition doesn't get boring. Um, it's very easy to spice things up if you need to in the kitchen. So. So, what's your favorite that you've made this year? Oh, man. Uh, or just na name a couple of favorite ones. I love making hibachi. Um, I love just the simple rice and uh, meats with all kinds of veggies and stuff. Um, but I really like the the stuff that not a whole lot of people eat, like the cheeseburger. 
um, crunch wraps. Um, I love me and Jordan both love Mexican. We eat Mexican food all the time. So that's um, any kind of lean meat with vegetables mixed with a tortilla or a piece of bread. We're we're big on that. Um, and then also the barbecue chicken pizza is a is a house favorite for barbecue sure. Barbecue chicken pizza. We make that good. with like a protein crust. Um, so that one's really popular. Dang. That, that's that's awesome. You got it. Got it figured out. I'm gonna have to get you to start making me some stuff, man, because all cool. that stuff sounds really good. All right. Well, uh, you just gave a ton of recommends, so I won't ask you to recommend anything else unless you think of anything. But I'll I'll finish with a recommend here. Um, we've been watching this show called The Goosebumps on Hulu. Did you ever read the Goosebumps book? When I you read were them. I haven't watched the show. Yeah. So they they took a bunch of the books and 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 kind of combined them into a show, and it's on it's on Hulu and. It's been really good. I've I've really enjoyed it. It's it's been better than I expected to be honestly. So, uh, if you like the Goosebumps books as a kid, I would recommend going checking out the Goosebumps series on Hulu. They got one more episode. I think it comes out today. Actually, the season finale and the last episode is the uh, the Holly. Uh, the, gosh, the the uh, I'm drawing a blank. The it's like they go to the theme park, but it's like a choose your own adventure one. Anyways, that's that's what the last episode is going to be about. But they have have the ones with like the light, the night of the living dummy and oh, yeah. uh, monster blood awesome. and that stuff. So uh, it's been really really fun. So I've enjoyed that. Do you have anything you, you want to recommend before we wrap it up? Man, the only show I've been watching is just reruns of The Office. So if, you, if, y'all, if y'all have never <laughs> yeah. seen The Office, and I can't even explain it. If you've never seen The Office, go watch The there Office. You go. If, there you go. if you have, then you know what I'm talking about. Definitely, definitely a, a, a fan favorite for a lot of people at Coyote is The Office. So. All right, well, Keaton, this was an awesome episode. I know everybody enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better, and if people don't know you now, they know you a little bit, uh, a little bit as well, and can put a name with the face, and uh, and uh, hopefully come in and take some of your morning classes. Let everybody know what classes you coach at at, at Coyote Fitness Madison. Uh, I coach five thirty all the way up through the two thirty is my last one, so two thirty to three thirty, and so all in between. You come in the morning, in Madison, you're going to see Keaton smiling face, right? There you go. All right, well, uh, this was uh, great. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We will catch you next time. Silky smooth sounds.